This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Free FM 89.0. Tuia Mareo Otahapori. Now, Hamilton City Council presents Council Comment. A weekly discussion about civic business, one-on-one with those at the council table. Here's your host, Brian Smith. And a very good morning, everyone. It is indeed uh, council comment on a nice sunny day, bit of a breeze out there, but otherwise. And on the line, I have uh, Sarah Thompson as my guest today. Hello, Sarah. Morena. Hello, Brian. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you there, and I hope uh, I haven't dragged you away from anything important. <laughs> No, all good. It's a busy day. Here we go. Uh, we, uh, the, one of the things I was pleased to see uh, the other day was that the um, first sods have been turned and work is starting, starting to get underway with the new theatre. Uh, you told me uh, before you couldn't get there, but uh, I think it's a big event for the city. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a big part of the revitalisation or revival of the central city. Yep. Um, we're seeing a lot more businesses coming in and a lot more um, exciting new development mm-hmm. and I think this is a real cornerstone of that um, and and of course it will finally have a place for uh, large performing arts um, events as well. Yeah, that'll be really great actually. I, I know in the recent times I've been to one or two things at the uh, uh, other theatres but they're not quite the same. Clarence Theatre's just a bit small for ballet and things like yeah. that, you know. Um, yeah. I'm a great fan for ballet, funny enough. So there we go. But it's good to see that, and uh, even, the, even the Prime Minister was there, I gather. Yes, and um, I think she was there also uh, a year or more ago um, because part of the funding comes from the Provincial Ghost Fund. So um, it's part council fund, part... Um, government funding partly from um, philanthropy. Right, there we go. And when you were saying about the city growing, I saw an article the other day about Union Square and uh, Rabobank or Rabobank uh, coming in here. I presume a lot of other things are likely to fill that building as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, And we're also going to be upgrading some of Alexandra Street as well. So it'll be nicer for people to walk in and out of, um, I guess, the office and to go to shops and cafes and things and make it a more inviting and pedestrian-friendly environment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that whole area will well, that's not really good. I did suggest to one of the councillors once that they made uh, Alexander Street a, uh, a mall sort of street and uh, took the cars out of it, but uh, <laughs> it didn't go down that well. What oh, you, really? Yeah. <laughs> what would you think? It's a good idea, actually. It's, um, uh, come back and, and, and present your ideas to us. I think that mm. you'd have some open-mindedness from some of us. <laughs> mm. But anyway... That building is coming along right, right as rain, and um, I think the city, as you say, is really starting to move and grow. Every time I go somewhere, there's something new on the horizon, as it were. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's there's a number of projects within the uh, long term plan. There's also the bridge yep. uh, going across from Hamilton East into the central city. Although we unfortunately have not received co funding from. Waka Kotahi for that yet. Oh, so right. 
we've got council money sitting in the long-term plan that was supported by the community, but um, but no co-funding. And so, unfortunately, that means the project could be delayed for maybe one year or maybe three. We're not sure. But we're going to try and progress the business case in the meantime um, and, and keep looking for those funding opportunities. Yeah, I think the bridge across here and, and uh, opening up that area like that is really great and uh, we should be looking at the river rather than turning our backs on it. Yes, unfortunately there's lots of areas where I guess that opportunity is a bit lost with, with yeah. large buildings that will yeah. be there for quite a while. But, <laughs> like um, like big hotels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I know when I was in Brisbane I was quite... Um, impressed I actually went down onto the south bank they call it and that had been developed really really well and Mm. uh, I caught a boat and went right out to the heads of the river (laughs) on the boat and they had a couple of tiers of winter and all that sort of stuff I don't know whether we could do that here but it's a possibility yeah our river's a little bit different in that it's we've got quite high banks and they're quite easily erodible soils um but at the same time, there are some opportunities there when you get further down to the ferry bank. Um, and also, we can look at, you know, uh, what have we got? We've got in our long-term plan, and mm-hmm. I think it's like years 2023 20, or 2024, um, some funding to actually uh, look at the river in terms of opportunities for swimming and uh, transport and um, tourism and all those things. So we'll have a much closer look at how do we continue to reconnect with the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment, we don't really encourage swimming in the hour, but we know that um, there are a lot of people who do swim there. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think eventually we we do need to kind of turn around and say, how do we enable this in a really safe way for people? Because yep. they're doing it anyway. Um, we're not quite there yet and we need a good plan around it so that's what that funding will enable and at the same time we're also um, putting I think we've got around a million um, in the next three years to help create some better accessibility down to Wellington Street Beach where a lot of people do go and um, it's quite a steep bank and hard to get down so there there are opportunities kind of along dotted along the river where we can um, that better accessibility we definitely um, make it a a, a much more special place where people Mm -hmm. can kind of um, I I guess recreate but yeah it's (laughs) it's hard to make recreate what they've got over in South Bank given the of our river, a bit different yes indeed I, I realize that so uh, we'll do our best that's the best thing to do yes. and uh, we've got, <laughs> got a good walkway come cycleway along there now and that's been opened up quite well mm. and yeah now one of the other things that are coming up and uh, I'd like to bring people's attention to it is the a gardens art festival there's a big lineup this year in February yeah, I went along to the launch of that um, a couple of days ago, and yep. it was on a very fine wire for a while. By the sounds of it, they needed around 150,000 um, of funding to get it all over the line, and um, and managed through some really hard work, managed to make up that difference, yep. um, including through some crowd funding and council funding and, and funding from some others in the community. Um, yeah, so it's fantastic to actually see it going ahead 
was looking a little doubtful for them, I think. <laughs> yes, well, that, with all this COVID and everything else on. Mm, yeah, and they were fortunate um, last year to just sneak in there um, in between alert level changes. <laughs> and again, this time, um, the traffic light system has come just in time for them. And it should work well. That's on between, I tell the people, 18th and the 27th of February. Mm. So keep yourself available to go along and enjoy that. Uh, one of the things which bothers me and has been brought up in other places as well is the increase in violence in the city. People with guns and knives and goodness knows what. I know the council can't do anything about it. Um, what do you think? Anything? Yeah, so we do have our city safety officers who um, do help with with reporting incidents and, yep. and uh, I think do bring some degree of safety in terms of having just people around. Um, but obviously they're not the police. Um, <laughs> and there, is, there are issues. I, I think it's you know, beyond the city centre. There's... Yeah. Um, Certainly we're seeing an increase in ram raids and um, things like that and, and that's, uh, some of it is driven by drug use unfortunately and um, we we are working quite closely with the police yep. and looking at opportunities where the council can support um, their work um, but it is yeah, it's certainly a difficult one where um, there's not a huge amount council can do except be a really good uh, liaison with police and, yep. and work with them for example um, around environmental design so that we're designing places that are well lit and um, which promote safety whereas mm. you know, some, sometimes environments can actually I guess uh, encourage um, uh, antisocial behaviour and so that's part of the thinking behind the design of the upgrade for the transport centre so we've mm -hmm. had a lot of antisocial behaviour Right. And mm. part of that is, um, I think it, it, it's due to the fact that it's quite isolated. You've got the back end of, um, it, you know, it's opposite the back end of yeah. the warehouse and then Kmart shopping centre. And yeah. um, there's not a lot of what you'd call um, passive surveillance. So you've actually got lots of people around, mm. kind of lots of eyes. <laughs> uh, looking at the place and, and discouraging that kind of behaviour. Yes. So the transport centre design will be nice and open with a cafe there uh, to have more people and more surveillance and, um, and, and I think create a nicer environment as well to yeah. discourage um, some of that behaviour. It's definitely... Yeah, an ongoing challenge. Mm. Well, I know I was coming down Bry Street uh, a few weeks ago now and uh, this chap came running onto the street and swearing and waving his arms around and mm. <laughs> I don't know what had gone on. He got out of my way before I got there, but I thought, doesn't look good. But uh, Yeah, and yeah. I know the previous council, um, you know, like a lot of the problems are related to drugs yep. and uh, the previous council did advocate for the alcohol and other drugs treatment court um, which has been set up, but the capacity of that is quite small. And really, we, you know, um, probably need to be advocating for even more resourcing to sure. go into things like that uh, because they are really effective compared to just, 
you know, putting people away for a time and then having them come back <laughs> um, without back into their same social circles without yeah. you know, support and things. Oh, well, it's, it's something every city seems to have, and I know even down in Palmerston North, which we think is a fairly quiet place, there's been uh, a couple of shootings recently and that yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah, it's one of those things that goes right across. Moving on from that, uh, housing in the inner city, we were talking about the uh, growth of the city. Um, mm. There's been that idea of putting uh, higher rise buildings in the uh, sort of London Street area of Hamilton. Uh, you've you on with that, are you? Um, uh, are you talking about a, a specific development? Well, it's, I think it's been proposed that we that uh, it will be developed at some time. And uh, I know talking to a couple of the other councillors, they were suggesting that uh, inner city growth might be the way to uh, um, get people in, living in the city where, where they don't need cars and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't have the details of the specific development, but we're definitely seeing a lot more. Um, and I think our... Our meeting yesterday in the agenda had a picture with a whole heap of dots around the city um, showing developments that are underway. Right. Um, or, you know, seeking resource consent. And uh, we, we, we've seen an uptick in the rate of development in the city centre and the number of um, residential units, which is really good. Yep. Um, starting at quite a low base for you know, residential living in the city mm. centre. Um, we have a development uh, contributions, con- uh, I guess, um, reduction for for buildings within the central city as long as they meet a few criteria. Yep. Um, but we're also applying for an infrastructure acceleration fund, um, and there's no guarantee, obviously, that would would be successful. Um, with We've certainly applied for many things and not gotten the money mm. um, previously, but but that's through a, a recent fund that the government opened up. And if Good. we were able to hook into that, then we could fund, um, you know, particularly the water infrastructure, so wastewater and water uh, to increase the capacity because um, with more... Uh, with more um, density within the central city, we are going to need to put in infrastructure yeah. to support it. Um, so that's going to be really important. And, and fingers crossed we do get some funding in that regard. Well, of course, the other thing about the water is that the government are taking over the three waters, aren't they, ultimately? And uh, yeah. I don't know whether there's a specific date for that. How do you feel about them taking it over? Um, personally, I think there was some need for change given... But I, uh, I was a little frustrated with the process because I think that they could have looked at alternative models uh, which allowed for greater community control still yep. over the assets because the major problem is the funding of, well, for our city anyway, it's, it's the funding of um, this infrastructure and uh, we just don't have any room within our uh, debt caps. Right. Um, but there could have been a, a number of ways to tackle that. Um, and the model that's been chosen does unfortunately create a very arm's length relationship between the council and um, the three birth services mm. entity. Um, and there are some, yes, there are some risks with that, particularly in regards to ensuring that um, 
you know, uh, growth or projected growth or where we want to grow, yep. um, that's lined up with where uh, investment goes. But also that uh, specific um, circumstances are actually taken into account when investing in water. So, um, you know, whether uh, we've, we've got uh, the vision and strategy for the Waikato River, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is an agreement through a settlement with Waikato Tainui and, and as part of that we need to be continually improving the water quality um, yep. and so that's going to require a lot more investment in stormwater than than say if, if we didn't have that mm-hmm. um, and so yeah there's I, I think the upside is that we are potentially going to have um, a lot more development capacity and because we'll be able to hopefully invest in a lot more um, uh, upgrading of the capacity yep. of, 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 of our sea waters um, and that's going to be really important as we become more dense um, yeah. but at the same time yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed that more consideration wasn't given to models that gave greater council control Right, one of the questions somebody asked me was well if the government is taking over the water will our rates go down? <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, uh. they would go down pretty much. So when you look at your rates bill, there will be um, you'll see a certain proportion allocated uh, to three waters. Yep. Um, it would go down almost proportionately, but possibly not um, completely proportionately because there could still be some stranded overheads where we can't reduce those costs easily at least not quickly right um and we've we, we did put that on our submission that that's a problem because the community will expect to see that decrease in rates mm. um, but it, it would only be a small um, uh, you know yep. i guess different if it was the case so it would something that we have to work through but definitely there would be a reduction um and instead you'd be pay, well you'd be you'd be paying it's a good question actually in terms yeah. of how we pay because it's not fully clear yet. In fact, we could continue to pay the exact same way we do, right? And that money goes to the entities. It could be uh, a fixed bill, um, you know, eventually. And, and, and there's a question around does this mean water meters? But that's not kind of necessarily the case. It's, um, it's a bit of a question mark. Yeah, the water meters come up every time there's an election. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but I guess. Uh, the key thing is that you're not going to be double paying. You're not going to be paying no. full rates plus for your water. That sounds good, and I think that made a lot of people uh, happy to hear that. And uh, the effects of lockdown uh, on the council financially, has that had any effects? Um, so in the previous year, in the previous um, uh, financial year, it, yep. it didn't um, have too much of an impact. Uh, and it was it was all a lot better than we'd projected. But this time around, um, given the length of this recent lockdown, um, it's likely to have had some impact. But also the escalation of construction yep. material, the price of construction materials and things. So I think there's a lot of activity going on. The government, you know, pushing uh, a lot of infrastructure projects and things. We're trying to get more people to build houses, all of this stuff, plus uh, add that to supply chain um, disruptions and then the uh, lost 
time on site because of either lockdown or um, productivity losses because of needing to social distance and keep certain rules and all of that, um, yeah, there there will likely be some impact um, on the on the cost of our capital projects. Um, and also with the new vaccination uh, passes being acquired, for now at least, okay. there'll be a cost in administering that as well. So, um, yeah, that's quite a big concern at the moment. So the vaccination thing, I suppose uh, the councillors have all got to be vaccinated to sit in the same room together, do they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. fair enough too. And uh, I personally can't understand why people don't want to get uh, vaccinated but however that's their affair and uh, I better not mm. say too much more about it but anyway moving on from there the uh, m- change for the election uh, next year is going to be for STV you understand that and uh, how do you yes. feel about it? Oh I think it's excellent so I supported STV, the change to STV um, and the reason being that it, it is a fair um, system which yep. I think provides voters with a better um, way of choosing who they elect. Sure. So with a, a first past the post um, there's the challenge that you know if you, you vote for someone that you like but you think they're unlikely to get in uh, and if then you might actually just vote for the per- your second best kind of candidate because you at least don't want someone you really you, you don't want um, I guess a split vote no and and so that often means that people don't actually vote for who they prefer um, or you end up having to vote quite strategically by only voting for say two or three councillors rather than six because um, it's it gives those councillors that you'd like to see in a better chance whereas this way you just rank people and you don't have to worry about splitting votes so much um, fair enough and, and I think um, it, it also has been shown to improve diversity. Um, so although it can take some time to see that come through because you do need yeah. you know, diverse candidates to stand before you get diversity. But um, uh, overall, it's, it's, it's seen as a much better system. Yeah. I gather we're going to stay with the two wards. And of course, there are also going to be two Maori seats in the yes. next election. That'll be uh, interesting to uh, get a bit of balance from them, I guess, too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it's... Um, I think it's a really good thing to have the Māori Ward seats in there as well. Um, people would have done in the community would have liked to have seen a better proportion of, of Māori um, seats. Yes. So more than just two, but... Um, Unfortunately, we, we're bound by legislation that, that, that uh, you calculated a certain way based on um, the population of people who are registered mm-hmm. on the Māori electoral roll. Sure. Well, we've just about run out of uh, things. Have you got anything else you'd like to bring up at this time, uh, Sarah? Ooh, um, so we just had our Environment Committee meeting um, earlier this week. Yes. And that... Uh, We've got a few things happening there, so uh, we've got an update on our nature in the city strategy, and that um, is progressing well. We've got uh, new people on our team to go out and um, do a lot more maintenance um, within our gullies to remove the 
the exotic and quite invasive weeds. Yes. Um, and they're going to be starting some uh, work on creating better access into Donny Park um, right, and the, okay. Donny, the gully there. Yep. Uh, and then working to be planting that out. So they've, they've got a uh, bit of a work program for the next three years which includes Donny Park, which includes Mangakutukutuku Gully and also the gully over at Flagstaff. Um, and eventually we'll, we'll work our way through all of the gullies, but um, <laughs> that starting point. Um, and we've also, we're still working on a climate change strategy. Uh, so we, while we have a climate change action plan, it's kind of a, um, it was a bit of a stepping stone, yes. whereas the strategy is going to be a much uh border and kind of a future looking strategy which looks at how we transition the city to um, net, net zero carbon mm-hmm. um, and so that's coming to our um, environment committee in February next year which will be a really important strategy and will, will drive a lot of um, changes particularly in the transport area so we need to move away from a very strong reliance on, on driving cars to yeah. having a more balanced um, transport system. Well, there we go. That sounds pretty good. And I think we're just about running out of time. And uh, I'll let you go now. You're going back to a meeting, are you? Yes. Yep. I'll jump back in. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me. Not at all. It's been a pleasure. And I wish you a happy Christmas and a good bit of a holiday after that. Yeah, you too. Have a very good weekend and and a very good Christmas. Thank you very much. We'll see see you in the new year. See you in the new year. Bye. Okay. Bye. Well, that was uh, Sarah Thompson, and uh, Sarah was our guest today. And uh, we've got a couple of more guests before the end of the uh, year with the uh, um, time moving on. Goodness gracious me, it's just amazing. It's the 3rd of December already, and it seems like it's only... um, It was March a little while ago. (laughs) A lot of people are feeling that way anyway. Um, I've got two more guests. One will be the uh, Deputy Mayor... Uh, next week, I hope to have Jeff in here, and uh, the final one will be Paula, uh, our mayor, and I hope to see her in the studio as well. So we'll see how we go. Uh, Sarah was much more convenient for her to be on the phone today, and uh, so we can do that as well. In the meantime, we're coming up to uh, the 12 o'clock, and uh, time for me to wrap up the program, and uh, I look forward to being with you again next Friday between 11.30 and 12 with Council Comment. In the meantime, have a great day. Look after yourselves. I'll catch you later. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/slash Free FM eighty nine to find out more.